Well, good morning, my friend. Welcome to the Pastors Podcast Thursday morning, last day of August. Now, my question to you is this. Did you make August count for Christ? I want you to think about this. Think about how many days you took for vacation, how many days you took off, and then compare that to how much time you went soul winning. And now let me ask you this. Did you make your August count for Christ? Now, we can't change what we did in August, but we can change what we do in September, my friend. And that starts tomorrow. So let's do this. Let's end August outright today. And let's make September count for Christ. Would you do that? Would you say, hey, let me make, I want to make this the best September I've ever had in my entire life and do something for God in this month. That would be a great thing, a great goal to achieve as we go into the fall time of the year. Well, today, I want to talk about the power of fellowship. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, the scripture says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. <laughs> Boy, we don't like that one, do we? as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Be not bitter against them. Now, a follower's impact on a leader's ability to lead is great. Um, many followers don't understand their power to make the one they lead a great leader. We often talk about great leaders. But great leaders are great because they have great followers. I think of, um, I think of um, Brother Hiles, my pastor for many years. Brother Hiles was, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest leaders of our generation. I, I, can't, I can't speak before my time, but I know my time. Under, but underneath him was a church that happily followed his leadership. He was, not a, he was not a demanding leadership. He was a great leader, though. He was a great pastor partly because he had a great people who followed him. Yes, he walked with God. Yes, he was a great man of God. But all of those would have never mattered if the people he pastored didn't follow him. You see, you'll never know the greatness of the person you're following until you choose to be a great follower. Many great leaders are hidden be, um, by poor followers. I believe all across the world, there are great pastors that stand behind a pulpit. But the followers are not great followers. Now, there are some great followers in pews and the poor leader. I understand that. It goes both ways. But more than likely, there's many a pastor who's trying to lead and do something great for God. That those that he leads are not being the followers they need to be. Now, Colossians 3, you'll notice that God addresses the follower before he addresses the leader. In verses 18 and 19, God addressed the wife before he addressed the husband. Verses 20 and 21, God addressed the children before he addressed the parents. In verses 22 and 25, God addressed the servant before he addressed the master. Now, God knows the power that followers have. He knows that. If And if the follower is the follower they're supposed to be, the leader can be the leader God wants them to be. Let me explain. God tells the wife to submit to her husband before he tells the husband to love his wife. Yes, the husband should love his wife. But a wife submitting to her husband makes it easier for the husband to love his wife. Now God tells the children, obey your parents, before he tells the father not to provoke the children to anger. No parent should provoke their children to anger. But it is much easier for parents not to provoke their children to anger if the children are obeying. 
Now God tells the servant to obey their master before he tells the master not to treat their servant in a wrong manner. Um, the follower is addressed to do right before God addresses the leader to do right. Now your ability to follow affects your leader's ability to lead. It's much easier to lead when you have followers who will follow as they're supposed to follow. It's hard for the pastor to lead his people who are unwilling to follow. Much of my counsel to pastors when they call me over the years has been about their frustration to get their members to follow as they try to lead, as they try to reach um, for the lost for Christ. My counsel to parents over the years has often been about how to get their children to follow and not to rebel. Um, we hear that everything rises and falls on leadership, but everything also rises and, fall, and falls on the followers following. A leader cannot lead if you're not willing to follow. Now, your frustration with your leader is often minimal compared to their frustration with your lack of following. One of the problems with followers is they always have ideas on how the leader should lead better when they should be looking for ideas on how they should follow better. Um, when you get a leader who is, who is uh, possessed with being a good follower, um, uh, okay, when you get a follower who's possessed with being a good follower, you'll find a leader will be able to lead you better. Now, illustration. Um, we look at God. God's a great leader. But God can only lead us as much as we follow him. So the greatness of God, the omnipotence of God, is minimized depending upon how much we follow him. God wants to lead us. God wants to do something good in our life, but he can't lead us to where he wants to lead us. God can become the greater leader in this old world if God's people would follow him. Now, if you're frustrated with your leader, um, do you see your leader not doing what you think they should do? Okay, so let's reverse the roles. Um, um, do you, are you following according to how you should follow? Think about this. So you're one follower of the follower, of your, of your leader. So imagine if every follower was like you, who, got, who is constantly nitpicking at a leader. So, that, so you're one, but all the people they lead, if they nitpick at the leader, you'll kill your leader. Everybody needs to get in their role. The leader needs to lead. The follower needs to follow. And, er, and everything does rise and fall on leadership. But can I tell you this? Everything does rise and fall on followership as well. If you're not the follower that you're supposed to be, I'm telling you, your leader cannot be the leader God intends for him to be. His ability to be able to do what, he is, what God can do through him is truly dependent on how you follow. Now, are you, are, you, are you fighting your leader? Now, God holds the follower accountable for how they follow. There are people in churches today, they're going to be held accountable to God. Right now, they don't, they're getting away with it right now. But they're going to face God's chastening hand someday because they're just, they just won't follow. The preacher tells them what to do, won't follow. My friend, if you love your church, if you love your nation, you'll get behind your follower and you'll be a good follower because great followers produce great leaders. And great leaders help the followers to become better people. It's beneficial on both sides. If I lead like I'm supposed to lead, and you follow like you're supposed to follow, together we can be a great army for Christ to do something mighty. Because ultimately, let's just put it this way, we're following Christ. 
and how I lead, okay, how I follow Christ, and then how I lead and how you follow as I lead determines how Christ can do through all through both of us as we go forward and try to reach our area for Jesus Christ. My friend, I hope you take this challenge today and be a good follower. Whoever it is, is your pastor. Whoever it is you're following, you be the right follower you're supposed to be. Let God worry about the leader. You be the follower you're supposed to be. Well, let's remember today, now let's be good to everyone. Everyone's having a tough time. Have a great day, my friend.